Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. In this Living Stories vignette, we take a look back at stories from the 1936 Waco flood. Uh, in our episode on the Brazos River with Dr. Ken, uh, Lang Archer, we talked about the river. Here we get up close and personal, personal with some who experienced the great flood of 36. He knew that at last it been found. This is Living Stories, featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Louis Mazet. In September of 1936, much of central Texas was enduring heavy rainstorms and flooding, with Waco especially hard hit. Cresting at 41 feet, the Brazos River burst through a levee a mile above town, resulting in a torrent that put much of East Waco underwater. Approximately 2,000 residents were left homeless, and city manager W.C. Torrance ordered martial law in the flooded area. Alva Stem, former director of Waco Parks and Recreation, recalls the floodwaters in Cameron Park. The flood was up to one of the shelter houses just below Proctor Springs, and that was as close as we could get to the playground because the, the water was up above our heads in, uh, by the shelter house, and I can remember us kids going down there and taking our bathing suits and swimming out to this shelter house and then climbing up on top of it and diving off into the floodwaters like crazy kids would do. But uh, we were good swimmers back in those days. Waco native Frank Curry Jr. shares his memories of the 36 flood. And they boxed off our brand new Washington Street Bridge because it had pillars under it. They thought it would wash him out. They opened the suspension bridge because it was suspended from one side to the other. You could travel on that. Barns would come floating down your river and it crashed into the bridge and be chickens in that old barn, be hogs coming down, horses, cows. A great big fat hog come out, we wrestled him down. We as a sheriff's deputy or policeman or something, we said, what do you want us to do with him? He said, take him home if you want him. Well, that night, Mama and my stepdaddy was putting up sausage. <laughs> Curry, with Dorothy Head Powell, describes East Waco. 
where Elm Street is and Dallas Street, where you had a street light over there on Dallas and Elm, the bottom of that street light was dipping in the water. And you know the two-story red brick? It's uh, terrace. That yeah. water come up to that balcony on that two-story house. Woodrow Carlisle recalls how the flood affected Edgefield, the neighborhood where he grew up. The water got into the yard and perhaps uh, two feet high in the yard, but I believe our house was constructed to where the water could get under the house. Maybe our floors were three feet off the ground. I don't ever recall water in the house. He remembers an odd sight at Edgefield Baptist Church. Our piano in the basement of the church was floating around. Carlisle used to stake his family's dairy cows near the river, and he tells about rescuing one with water up to his waist. I recall walking Sarah down uh, Bosque Street, away from the river toward Fifth Street, with my tennis shoes around her neck, uh, and I was barefooted. I thought more of my tennis shoes than I did my feet, evidently. In the 1930s, after decades of devastating floods throughout Texas, the U.S. government began authorizing the construction of dams along Texas rivers to control excess rainfall. This led to the Whitney Reservoir, which was completed in 1951 on the Brazos River and has prevented, in Waco, floods like the one in 1936. For program transcripts or more information about the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. When I reach that